I'm Jorge Salazar with the Texas Advanced Computing Center. This podcast is part of our inaugural yearly magazine called Texas Scale, available at tacc.utexas.edu forward slash T-E-X-A-S-C-A-L-E. Today on the podcast, we're joined by Charlie Day, Director of Training and Professional Development at TAC. Day sat down with us for a Q&A about training and the TAC Institutes, which work to educate the next generation of supercomputing professionals. Well, Charlie, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you very much, Rory. In a nutshell, could you explain to us uh, what is the TAC Institute series? So the TAC Institute series is a series of workshops, one-week immersive training and workshops held here at TAC. The idea behind it is you'll come here to TAC We've broken up a bunch of different topics that we specialize in, topics in HPC leadership, topics in visualization, advanced computing, HPC, designing and administering these large-scale systems, and machine learning, as well as computational techniques in creating redistributable data sets and data systems. And the idea behind it is we have people here at TAC who are experts in these fields, and One of the things that is common to everyone here is we want to be able to transfer our knowledge to other people. So we held these institutes. We have people come in here. These institutes are taught by taxters using tax systems, and we want to essentially immerse you into our environment. So you see how, what it is that our guys do on a day-to-day basis and teaching you how to do those same actions. Well, that's great. Charlie, could you tell us um, a little bit about your vision for training in advanced computation. There is no way that we can teach anybody how to be an expert in a field in a matter of weeks. So we can give you a one-week immersive training in scientific visualization. We can show you all the techniques that our Viz guys do here, all the software packages they use. They can teach you about color theory. They can teach you about infographics. But it comes right down to it you know what it is you're looking for. We've just given you a taste of what's out there and how to apply it. It's the attendee's job then to take what it is we gave them and to expand on it. So if we can give you just a drop of knowledge, you can take that knowledge and run with it and grow it to something vast. And that's my vision with these institutes. We do more than just institutes over here at Tech. We also do a lot of tutorials. These little one-day tutorials, these kind of like one-offs about a certain topic or a certain technology, which are actually free for everybody to come and join us. We usually do those on our webcast. If you uh, go to TAC's website, there's a list of events that are coming up. Usually those are listed, and we do those throughout the year. But we also teach a bunch of courses on main campus. The idea behind those courses is we want to try and get rid of any bad habits that a researcher might have in the future. When TAC first came into existence, and maybe I think the courses we started teaching were came up soon after that, we were noticing a lot of researchers were coming to TAC. They're wanting to learn how to use our resources. We noticed that they didn't have the proper tool set available to them at the time or the proper skill set. So a lot of what our HPC guys were doing was teaching our users these tool sets. So we developed a course. It was a parallel computation for scientists and engineers. That was the first class we taught at TAC through the University of Texas at Austin. We were teaching MPI and we were teaching OpenMP. We're basically teaching the foundations of parallel programming. And then we noticed that a lot of people are spending a lot of time reinventing the wheel, that they were writing these libraries and algorithms that already exist. So we took a step back and we introduced another course, which was science and technical computing. 
in that class, we introduced all the different uh, scientific libraries which are available, what the functionality of those libraries are, and how to integrate those libraries into your code. And then we were noticing that a lot of these people coming to want to use tax systems have never programmed before. So we took one step further back and we introduced the Introduction to Scientific Programming, which is a semester-long course teaching students how to program in C++ and how to program in Fortran, and a little bit about uh, system architecture and a little bit about the Linux operating system and how to navigate through a big HPC box like those we host here in our data center. So yeah, those were the evolution of our course. And the idea behind it is, is we're going to introduce new classes for our, our courses on main campus, introduce new courses targeted towards certain domain sciences now. For example, GIS has, has become really big lately. They're wanting to have a scientific computation course directed at them, as in techniques in GIS, how do you implement it, uh, what kind of data do they use, how do you sort the data, how do you store the data, how can you visualize the data, and can we do some machine learning on that data? So this is going to be kind of a grand course that we're building. Another class is times always change. Uh, so. Times change, techniques change, and of course history changes. So one thing we're looking at also is we're designing a new course which is kind of a modern take on software engineering. With the introduction of containers and the introduction of virtual machines, we are able to develop a curriculum that encompasses that in building a software stack and how do you implement it, how do you share it, how do you put an interface on top of it, and you know how do you uh, replicate that environment. Data uh, reproducibility is huge right now, you know, uh, because I might get a grant to do a research on a certain topic. Let's say I'm gonna I'm doing cancer research, so I'm gonna be doing cancer research. I get a twenty million dollar grant to do this cancer research. The government's not gonna give somebody else twenty million dollars on top of that to validate my findings or to just do their own findings. What they might do is give somebody couple million dollars to validate my findings. So what my responsibility is now as a researcher is to create an environment where my data can be reproduced and to be able to share that environment. So the software engineering and design class that we are going to be teaching beginning fall of 2018 is going to teach students how do you create that reproducible environment? How do you build a software stack? How do you put that in a container? And how do you reproduce that container? Could you speak to um, this past year with the Tech Institute series and tell us about some of the highlights? Right. Some of the highlights have been definitely the attendees. First, let me talk about the people teaching these courses. So really what makes Tech special is not just 15,000 square foot of data center and you know over 20 HPC and advanced computing resources that we have. It's really the people behind the scenes that put those resources together that have, apply their knowledge to building the different software tools and the packages that we use on those machines, or the guys who built the portals behind the scenes, or you know, bring up our cloud environments. It's those guys. And what makes this institute really stand out, each one of these institutes focuses on a different type of technology or a different group here at TAC, but they're all taught by a combination of these people. You know, we'll have in any given course or any given institute, we'll have a, a guy from our large-scale systems give a quick talk in introducing what the systems are about to the different institutes. We might have somebody from Viz come in and talk about how do you visualize the data that you're generating. Might have a little bit of introduction to the parallel programming, so we'll have somebody from HPC come in and talk about it. Or uh, the guy from the clouds and life sciences. So it's a combination of these people that makes our institute special. And really, it's, to me, 
what's one of the standout moments has been seeing the cooperation between all these different groups and all these different people to bring these institutes alive. The attendees have also been, you know, extraordinary. They come here with certain questions that they have, and they come here with certain, a whole vast array of different sciences, and they're trying to solve something. And they know that to solve this problem, they need to know X, Y, and Z. All right. What they don't know is how much of X, how much of Y, and how much of Z do they actually need to put into their, to get their answer. So what's really been cool to me is all the questions that these attendees are asking us. I'm also one of the instructors for some of these courses as well. So what kind of questions are they asking us? How are they applying the answers that we're giving them? And they're keeping us on our toes on information. So that's been fantastic. They've also been wanting to stick around after hours, uh, after the Institute's done. They want to stick around and talk to some of the other taxters here. Uh, they want to pick their brains on, all right, so I'm having this this one guy came here for our machine learning institute, and he's been—he's uh, also codes using MPI. So he's all, I have these problems with MPI, and I want to know, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do that? And so, yeah, we'll set him up with one of a one-on-one -on -one session with one of our HPC guys, and they can talk how to apply MPI to his particular problem. Or we'll have somebody saying, you know what? I have this large data set, and I don't know how to get the story out of that data set. So we'll have him talk to our data intensive computing guys or talk to our viz guys and say, all right, these are different strategies you can apply. Or, hey, why don't you let me look at your data set and we'll go through it together and see what we can find. So that level of cooperation uh, between the attendees and the, uh, the tax staff has been very cool. And that's really what's been standing out to me. Could you speak more to the people who come, the participants of the tech institutes, but who they are uh, and what participants can expect to get out of these institutes? The participants have been, I've noticed there you've been corporate researchers. We have somebody from Intel came who came to our Viz Institute to learn more about how to apply visualization into the research they're doing over at Intel. There's been guys coming from some natural hazards research centers from around the U.S., trying to understand how can they implement parallel programming to solve their problems. They also came for the Machine Learning Institute, say, hey, we have this huge data set. Can we use machine learning or deep learning to get a better understanding of what our data set is? A lot of students have come this past summer. We did something a little bit new. We introduced a student discount to try and get more students to come and learn different techniques here at TAC. And they've been coming from all over the U.S., and that's always been cool. I think we had one person come from overseas when they found out that these institutes were going on. They came here you know, and to want to learn from TAC. There's been a vast array from every facet of advanced science, from a broad spectrum of people itself, you know, from students to researchers to postdocs to corporate researchers to even, even people who are directors of other centers have decided they want to come to our institutes to learn more about what it is that makes TAC great. What are the steps TAC has taken to put us in a position of leadership in advanced computing? These institutes give you a good immersive, it immerses you with the scientists themselves. It immerses you with the tax staff themselves. And so you get a good feeling for what it is like to be in that array. 
it sounds like it's a pretty broad spectrum yeah, of in in one in one sense of, of expertise, right? Yeah, and they're from all levels. You know, like I said, we're we had one person who just graduated high school and is an incoming freshman at the University of Texas at Austin, going to be majoring in computer science. Saw these institutes and jumped on it. We had already ran out of student allotments, so he paid the full academic rate to come here and sit through two or three of our institutes uh, as kind of a leg up before he actually starts college. So we're looking at people who've, who are coming in here directly from high school, guys who are just finishing up their PhD programs, postdocs, executives, directors. So it's a huge array. And they're coming from all over the U.S. and all over the globe. And that's been rather interesting to see. Looking ahead, what's next for these institutes? So what's next is I would like going on the side where we were talking about trying to help scientists understand more about their science and how TAC resources can play a stronger role in that. What I'd like to see from these institutes is growing as far as attendees go, of course. You know, I would love to have more people attend to these uh, and learn from us. But I would also like to expand the roles of the institutes. So the institute started out as we're going to show you some cloud computing techniques, uh, life sciences techniques, parallel programming foundations, designing and administering large-scale systems, scientific visualization, data-intensive computing and machine learning, and HPC leadership. All right, so those are really the seven main institutes that we run here. What I would like to see is a little bit more of slicing among the institutes and introducing other concepts of our other departments into those institutes as well. So, for example, I think every single one of those institutes can benefit from scientific visualization. All right. So what I'd love to see is each one of those institutes have a little bit stronger of a vis component to it. Each of those institutes have a little bit stronger of a data intensive computing component to it. These are technologies and strategies that every domain science needs, but not every domain science puts an importance on. So yeah, a little bit of parallel programming in each one of the institutes, a little bit large data, big data, data intensive computing, a little bit of viz, just a drop to, for people to understand what it is that they can do with it. Also, what I'd like to see is perhaps a one-week institute uh, we're still trying to figure out what it is, maybe one day or maybe one week, maybe two or three days, but an institute that is focused mainly on undergraduate and graduate students. All right. I feel that because from this year's experience of seeing all the students that are attending, and I want to make sure that the students aren't feeling overwhelmed by the introduction of concepts that might be a bit more than they've had a chance to get themselves aligned with at this point in their careers. So what I'd love to see is a one-week introduction to advanced computing institute that is basically aimed directly at students uh, and have students come here and understand what it is that advanced computing does. So being an instructor and being a lecturer on main campus, I've seen that it's, it's not just the hardcore sciences that can benefit from advanced computing techniques. History majors uh, can benefit from advanced computing. We have archives. You know, so we have archives of artifacts from museums that are sitting on our machines that anybody can come on and look through these archives and see what these artifacts look like in details that they can't see in a museum or details that they can't read from a book. So we have history literally sitting on our machines waiting for people to discover more about. 
artists. You know, we have these mass scans of these high res scans of some great Renaissance paintings sitting on our machines as well that you can go to any one of our Viz Labs and look at a very detailed view of what these paintings look like, all the way down to the canvas, all the way down to the individual brush strokes. These are going to be very beneficial to art history majors. We have whale songs sitting on our on one of our uh, data sets. You know, you can listen to these whale songs all night long if you want to. So there are so many sciences and so many social sciences and so many of the liberal arts that can benefit from our systems. What I'd love to do is create an introduction to advanced computing and have them apply to, you know, beyond the hardcore sciences and go beyond what we normally think as your typical advanced computing HPC user. And if we can get those students to understand how to use advanced computing techniques in their realms. I think uh, we've done our job. Well, thanks again for taking this time out. This is my last question. Um, what's the most important thing that you want people to know about the TAC Institute series? That the TAC Institute series is more than introducing you to a certain technology or to a certain group here at TAC or a certain advanced computing technique. What it really is, is you're immersing yourself with TAC researchers for an entire week, that these TAC researchers are taking time out of their day-to-day -day workflow and bringing you into their workflow. It's like, this is how we do our jobs. This is the software packages we use. These are the techniques we've applied. This is what we've learned. Even the, the newest taxer that just comes in the door today and you know gets his office and goes through all the uh, paperwork and now is starting his job, he comes with a lot of experience. And that's why he comes here to TAC. He has shown a lot of experience from other taxers here. And so it's an experience level that we've built, this entire archive of information that we have in our heads. And the entire reason that we have these institutes is we're trying to get out of our heads and into your head. So you understand these are all the things that we've learned. Take what we've learned and make it better. You know, learn more from it. Add to our knowledge base that we've already created and uh, you know, create something new. And then we would love it if you came back to us and exactly tell us what it is that you've done that was new. Uh, what have you taken from our knowledge base that we gave you and how have you grown with it? And then, of course, come back to TAC, use our systems, and let somebody else learn from the knowledge base that you have. Honestly, what these institutes are all about is transferring knowledge, transferring knowledge from our experience and giving it to you so you can build your knowledge base. And then, of course, giving once you build your knowledge base, giving back and handing it off to somebody else so they can grow theirs. We are very connected. You know, as a society, we're very connected. And what we're really trying to do with these institutes is building those connections. You know, it's not just technology, it's also people. You know, and that's you know what tech is really all about is the people. It's the people that's built it, it's the people that support it, it's the people that's making it grow. You've been listening to Charlie Day of the Texas Advanced Computing Center. For TAC, I'm Jorge Salazar.